This is one of the few parables that Jesus preaches that he gives us a key to understanding that parable. And because he gives us a key, it's a key to understanding really all the parables um, to understand that uh, sometimes there are straight um, um, similes and analogies, sometimes they're not. And there's something beautiful about this passage when we reflect on it, uh, especially uh, those of us that are uh, farmers or having been raised on a farm or, or uh, I, well, I was raised on a farm, but I didn't do farm work until my dad was no longer a hired hand. And then we hired ourselves out. Uh, I did, my brother and I did almost everything you could do on a farm. Uh, the uh, dreaded bailing, I hated that job because I would break out in rashes uh, after that, uh, uh, detasseling corn, everything like that. But the, the thing to remember is that a good farmer knows exactly what to do with soil. A good farmer can look at the soil and say, oh, I'm going to need to pick some rocks this year. Or a good farmer is going to be able to say, oh, that path that I drove on too much last year, I need to till that. Or we have a lot of cockleburr in that area. We're going to have to pick those cockleburr. I'll save the story for cockleburr for a later parable. Jesus tells us that he, as the word of the Son of God, casts that word of God into every human heart. Every human heart. He doesn't spare the seed from anyone. And there are some that are able to receive that seed and some that are not. Some that are not are that, uh, those that seed on the path that is just beaten down on, in them, that they're not able to re- receive that word, and so that seed just kind of floats on the, on the surface of the path, and the birds come and they eat it. They take it away. It's not able to grow at all. But then there's three types of soil that are able to receive that seed. One type that uh, it has rocks, So it has soil and it grows, but then because it does not have depth, it's not able to reach into where that moisture is a little bit deeper. As soon as the sun comes out, it's scorched. As soon as tribulation comes, that word is taken away from them. Or the seed among the thorns, the thistles, the cockleburr, it grows but because its resources that it needs are being taken by these weeds, and we know the definition of weed is any plant that grows where you don't want it to grow and will not grow where you want it to grow, these seeds die because they're choked off. But then there's a seed that is received into the soil that is deep and nourishing, and that is not uh, filled with things that take its resources away. In the Gospels, if you want to play this little game, you certainly can. I encourage it. You'll find people of all sorts of these soils. You hear the the Sadducees and the Pharisees to a certain extent. Uh, Later after the death and resurrection of Jesus, the Sadducees and Pharisees do begin to convert and do become faithful. But for the most part in the gospel themselves, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, are not able to receive the word of God that that Jesus is preaching. They just allow it to be taken away from them. 
or the seed on the rocky soil. There's a pun in the very name of one of the characters, not in characters, not as in made up, but characters is one of the people of the, of the Gospels. Peter, his name means rock, and Peter is like that rocky soil. He receives that word, and he receives it with such gusto. Remember at the Last Supper, even if the rest should die, run from you, Lord, I will die for you. Oh, really, Peter? This day you'll deny me three times. When tribulation comes, he falls away, just like the seed that dies when the sun comes out for lack of root. Peter is a good example of that rocky soil. Or the seed among thorns. The best example is King Herod. King Herod is able to receive that word from John the Baptist, that preliminary word, that precursor, that Jesus is coming to save him, to save the world, and he receives it, but then at the whole birthday bash that he threw, we will hear about that in a, a few weeks as we celebrate the death of John the Baptist, but Herod threw a party on his birthday. His stepdaughter danced for him. Herod was delighted, and not, not delight as in, oh, that was really good, but there's a sexual perversion kind of delight there. And boasts to his stepdaughter, I will give you up to half of my kingdom. And when she asks for the head of John the Baptist, he's choked because he longed to hear the word of John the Baptist. He didn't know what to do with it. But now this worldly anxiety of looking good to his military officers and courtiers demands, he thinks, to take the life of John the Baptist. And then there's the disciples, most especially the Blessed Mother, who hears the word of God, that accepts that word of God as that deep soil and doesn't let any worldly anxiety choke off that word and is able to produce much fruit. Now, while that's a fun game to play, there is something that we need to remember. And that is, in our lives, I, I believe, I'll go to my death believing this, that at any given time, we're any one of those four types of soil. In fact, it's very rare you have a field that's all good soil, right? Sometimes you'll have the hedgerows where the, the weeds have grown, or you'll have where it's been packed down because of you, you've driven on it way too much, or sometimes the, the hilly parts, most especially, you have too many rocks. In our lives, we have those areas too. And like I already said, a good farmer doesn't give up on good soil. A good farmer is going to know exactly what to do. And so if the soil has become packed down like a path, They'll bring out the tiller. They'll till it up so that it's able to receive that word. Or if it has rocks, they'll pick the rocks. Or if it has thorns, they'll get out the roundup. They'll do something. And Jesus Christ is willing and able to do something in our lives too. That he wants not only just a part of us to be good soil, but the whole of us. He wants us to be fields with rich, deep soil, not filled with rocks, not filled with thorns. And only when we allow him to be the good farmer in us can we really allow him to do whatever it is necessary 
to make us good soil. They used to say, yes, in today's gospel, Jesus calls us dirt. It's true. Jesus tells us we are dirt. And we have to remember that more wars have been begun because of land issues. And here we are in Minnesota with some of the finest soil in the entire world. We know how valuable good soil is. How much more valuable is a human heart that is able to receive the word of God, to let it grow, to not be, let it be choked out, burned off, but to, to produce a hundred or sixty or thirty-fold. Notice, too, the soil is not condemned for producing only thirty-fold. If it produces what it's called to produce, it's good enough for the Lord. So we're called to produce whatever amount it is, May we produce it well.